smell a rumble. Banzai! And welcome back, everyone, to the dojo, y'all. Come on in. And welcome back to the Never Dies podcast, where that's right, Cobra Kai never dies. And it is season two, episode nine tonight. And I'm your host, as always, Karate Kip. And I got my co-host in the dojo as well with Cobra Cole. Oh, yeah. Yes, and we are ready to talk about some karate tonight. And how are you doing tonight, Cole? Pretty good. Me too. So hello, listeners. Hello, fellow Cobras. And hello to my fellow Yagi Doe's. Yes. No, bring them in, y'all. We are back. (laughs) For some more Never Dies. And yes, y'all, this is the show about the two most important things in life. And that's karate and teen drama. And there is so much teen drama in this episode, isn't there, Cole? So it's not beer and babes. Sometimes beer and babes. (laughs) Tonight, it's all about the karate and teen drama. Mostly teen drama. Tonight. Oh, Actually, yeah. there's zero karate, really. Teen drama, I mean, it's, it's, better than, it's better than beer and babes, anyways. There you go. That's what we're here for. And that's what y'all are here for. And we are in for it tonight. So do you like this episode, Cole? Yeah, I, li- I enjoyed it. Man, it was crazy. I liked it, too. And just to let y'all know, I do have my Cobra Kai shirt on. And I am jazzed up. I'm loaded up here, y'all, with two cups of coffee. I'm ready to start. Are you ready to start, Cole? I think so. I'm, not, I'm actually not wearing my Cobra Kai three-piece suit this time. Insert boo sound here. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. But yes, that's right, y'all. That's going to bring us to the opening segment. And that is always Cobra Business. So Cobra Business is now in session, and the floor recognizes the Honorable Sir Cobra Cole. Do you have any Cobra Business for us tonight, Cole? I bring no business to the floor. I thank you, sir. I thank you, sir. I have a bit. Just a little bit, you guys. But I just wanted to continue the discussion real quick. That we were having at the very end of the last episode, if you guys remember, by saying a quick, Team Daniel! <laughs> Miyagi Do! Team Johnny! <laughs> there it is. Team Johnny! And we're back, y'all. We're back. Go, okay. I'm Yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding, y'all. This is our things off. And if that is all for the Cobra business, then we can call an end to the Cobra business. Business adjourned. And that was some funny business right there, y'all. 
So everybody knows what is after Cobra business. And that is the Cole, you want to say it this time again? Is it the uh, recap, cap, cap, cap? You already know. And yes, y'all, if you guys remember, the last episode was titled Glory of Love, y'all. And it was a drama-filled episode. And we said that was a uh, Peter Cetera song, you said, correct? It was, yes. Yeah. And that was in the Karate Kid 2 movie, you guys. So they brought it back here. And we started off in Johnny's Dream with his 80s glam rock music video. And Daniel was waking up on the couch with Amanda still upset about him. Ha <laughs> ha! Team Daniel. Sam and Robbie were still together. But they decided to wait to tell their parents until they stopped fighting. It's not a good time. And the Miyagi-Do students found Mr. Miyagi's Medal of Honor in the back of the dojo. Because Robbie had left it there. Just sitting on a rock. Just on a rock, y'all. And he didn't tell Sam that Miguel had dropped it off. And he didn't tell him about tell her about the apology. Insert fail horns. <laughs> so I had a quick question about that. And yes, I do feel like he should have definitely told Sam that Miguel gave the medal back. I think he probably should say that, but I was going to say, is he, is he under any obligation to deliver Miguel's apology? Hmm. Not really. Uh, he probably should have at least said someone brought the medal back, you know, whenever, uh, he received it. But, I don't know. I guess it all depends on uh, the level of honor that he wanted to use. And it looks like, I don't got to say, I don't think Robbie used much honor with this one, man. It probably is not the honorable way. I'll agree with you there. But I started thinking, and I, I don't think he's really under any obligation to deliver the apology. He's, Team Miguel. He's not. <laughs> Team Robbie. <laughs> We're going to end up fighting over this, Cole, I'm telling you. But, yeah, I was going to say that he's not Miguel's messenger. Miguel could find somebody else to deliver that. He tried. And, you know, Sam didn't answer the door, so Robbie's the only person to answer the door. All he can do is ask uh, for him to relay the message because, remember, Sam blocked him from everything. Phone, uh, social media, everything. So he's no, he's got no channel of communication with Sam except for in person. Yes, but but is Robbie under any obligation? He's not. But you know, it's, he did. He, like I said, it's all on Robbie. That's really all on Robbie. I agree with you there. I, I wouldn't say that it's not, that's not the honorable thing. But I just started thinking about that as I was doing the recap cap. Like, I guess I guess he didn't he didn't really have an obligation to do it, but you know if he was a yeah if you want to do the honorable thing he would have said something, but he want to be shady about it. I'll I'll agree with you with a non honorable thing. Oh my god! <laughs> Shouldn't have stolen in the first place. <laughs> Dang! That was grease. 
<laughs> Reese Grease. <laughs> oh, shoot, y'all. So, yeah. Moving on, Johnny was about to ask Carmen out, but then she started seeing a guy named Graham. Y'all remember Graham? Yes. And then Daniel was trying to get back in Amanda's good graces. He was trying different things. It wasn't really working yet. And then Johnny had that amazing speech where he said that Kreese was out and that Johnny's Cobra Kai sometimes shows mercy. And that was so cool. Huge character development. Team Johnny. Team, I'll agree with you on that one. Team Johnny for sure. And then we had all that funny stuff when Miguel was helping Johnny with the dating apps. And he went out and all the funny dates. Y'all remember? Johnny versus technology. Johnny versus technology. And then while going through the scrapbook, Daniel had the heart-to-heart with his mom. And he was able to make things right with Amanda with that touching scene in the back of the limo with Peter Cetera, and it brought everything full circle. Very sweet. Team Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get as high. (laughs) Team Daniel. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I apologize for y'all's ears again. (laughs) Yes, while out on the dates, Johnny got bumped into, and he accidentally sent that message to Allie, which started the A-bomb. (laughs) <laughs> oh, the A. There, that's a that's a good term for it. The A bomb. I thought you would like that. So, and then also while he was out, well, okay, while out, he he saw Graham. Graham. Graham was a punk. Remember, Graham was a punk. <laughs> Graham's a punk. And he, he confronted him in the back alley of the bar. He defended Carmen, made Graham leave her alone, and but he did show mercy, which was cool. And then we had that all that teen drama at the 80s night, the roller rink. We broke it down oh, big yeah. time. Sam and Tori, they really got into it after they, you know, they talked a little trash to each other. And then things kicked off when Tori spotted Sam and Miguel together in line, which made her knock Sam over. And she said, oops, sorry, princess. I love that line, too. Yeah, that's not very honorable of Tori. I've got to say that. Teenage drama. Sam knocked Tori over then. She, like, swept her legs, and Tori pretended to be hurt, which got Sam and Robbie kicked out. That's like a play-by-play for that. We, we did it all. Okay, so, and then while editing the last episode and finding clips for this podcast, you guys, I did notice a few more things during this interaction, okay? Real quick. We, it's easy to get distracted by the Sam and Tori stuff, but go, when I was going back, I wanted to talk a little bit about why Sam told Miguel she was not on a date with Robbie. Remember, yeah. she said it's not a date. It was a big deal. That's her thing, though. She said the same thing to him whenever they went on their date, right? So, Well, that's how, yeah, if we, if we go back, Miguel specifically said, it, like, went in with the stipulations that it's not going to be a date, okay, right? Yeah. Would you say? It, the difference for this one is that and they hadn't kissed yet or anything. They hadn't done anything. They barely knew each other. Right. And then, so Sam and Robbie, they've been hooking up already, okay? And so he's just taking her out. Like, that's, that's automatically a date, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Robbie thought it was a date. For sure, right? And probably still does. So it was just... 
And then she turned around and said, it's not a date. And then he, I was going to ask you if Robbie thought it was a date and you, and you agreed with me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So then my question is, why do you think she said it's not a date to Miguel? It, is that just her thing? Uh, she probably, she, she might still have feelings for Miguel. Yes. I, I noticed that. And I'll agree with you there. She was also saying things like, can't believe you can be with someone like that. Like, so she was kind of leaving the door open a little bit in a way. And, but she might have feelings for Robbie and Miguel right now. Well, I think she does. I think she does. And that wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the first time a teenager did that. didn't really know what they wanted. That's what's, that's part of being teenage drama and stuff. Adults do it all the time too, man. And, and adults, there it is. So to wrap things up, to wrap up the recap cap, in the last scene, Johnny came back to the apartment and he found Carmen sitting outside after being ghosted by Grab. And he finally asked her out. And that's where we left it. We didn't even hear the answer. I hope she said yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do you have anything to add to the recap before we the recap cap cap before we move on, Cole? Well, I think you you covered it. I think you. Uh... Yeah, you're right about uh, Sam. Uh, I think she still has a little bit of feelings for, for Miguel, and that's why she was saying, oh, it's not a date and all that. You're probably right. Just some stuff I noticed after going back. Team Tori! <laughs> oh, crap. It's hard for me to say Team Sam on this one tonight, but I do like Tori, and I do like Sam. That's why their, their rivalry is really interesting to me, because I, I like both of their characters, but right now... Yeah, Sam's Sam is messing up, dude. I'll agree with you. And we're gonna talk about it a little bit further down. But that was last week's episode, y'all. And tonight is all about this one. Tonight's episode is season two, episode nine. And it was directed by John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg. They are two out of the big three writers of this show. I also noticed that Robert Mark Kamen, the guy who uh, wrote co- uh, the the guy who wrote Karate Kid story way back in the day, he's also credited as a writer on a lot of these episodes. So maybe all of them. So he's kind of like part of the writing as well. So I thought that was super cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Mark Kane. So he's making sure that everything is true to the characters. I love that. So anyways, we have some serious, we've had, this has been some serious stuff that went down in season two, you guys, but we've kind of touched on all the legacy characters and we've set everything. So time for some fun stuff on this one, you guys. This one's super fun. And this one's full of parties and dates and jokes. Here we go. So this one was titled Polpo and Cole. Why do you think they titled this episode Polpo? Well, Polpo is the Spanish word for octopus. See. And, you know, I think that ties into, we all know that the octopus was the mascot of Sam and Miguel's relationship. So it ties into that. 
And I think at some point, Carmen orders some pulpo to eat. Hey, she did, actually. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm glad you noticed that. Nice one, man. I agree with you there. So, guys, that brings us to the opening scene. And it was interesting because it, we had some dueling montages of Sam and Tori, you guys. We know that's the hot rivalry right now. It's really going down. So they were showcasing both of these characters. And you guys know we love the montages around here. So things opened up with the song That's My Girl by the band <laughs> Fifth Harmony. And it's, and it's really weird because this has also been, this song has also been your ringtone for the past several years, right, Cole? Definitely. You've been working so damn hard, you got that head on overload. Got yourself this flawless body aching out from head to toe. It's a, it's a really, it's a girl power song, you know. Oh man, I'm just playing around. It is a cool song, though. <laughs> I'm just playing, man. It is a cool song, man. It's, it would get you going if you were working out. And y'all, this show isn't just for guys. I think girls can get involved in the rivalries and stuff. And this rivalry between Sam and Tori is the biggest one yet of the new characters. Yeah, I still think that other than Daniel and Johnny, this is the biggest one. Would you agree with that? I think so. Who started this rivalry, Cole? Uh, Sam. I agree with you. I like Sam, but she's been making some mistakes lately, and I feel like she has a lot of character development still to go. Sam is the worst character on the show. What about uh, oh, damn. <laughs> damn. silence? Now I was trying to think of Kyler's name. What about Kyler? Oh yeah, yeah, Kyler. <laughs> Do you like fish sticks? I like. Fi Do you have any fish sticks? Dude, but yeah, you got me on the silence. I think you're right, dude. I think Kyler probably is the worst. Is actually <laughs> the actual worst character in the show. Sam is not the worst, but you know she's she's not my favorite, but she's not the worst. What some sometimes is room for some good character development. Definitely. So hopefully, hopefully, she's got some ways to go. She's an interesting character, but right now, yeah, she's been the one making some mistakes lately, y'all. But back to the dueling montages. Sam was doing the kata on the beach on a sunny day. And then Tori was training in the Cobra Kai dojo. And Tori was really getting out some anger on the kicking dummy. You know, she was a kickboxer. Then we had some scenes of Robbie and Sam leading the class in the back of the Miyagi-Do dojo. I think it's really cool how they get to lead the class together. Then Miguel was helping Tori train in the back room while Sam and, Sam and Robbie were doing kata on the beach together. And if you notice, we had some of those wide shots, like when Daniel and Miyagi were on the beach. Oh, uh, yeah. It made me think of that also. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. And then Tori and Miguel, they were sparring in the parking lot of the apartment complex. And if you notice, she was using the pole to kick at him. 
and Miguel caught her kicking Helder as the course of the song hit. You know how it goes. Oh, yeah. And then she spun Miguel up against the wall. They started kissing as the show cut to Sam and Robbie kissing on the beach. And I, I think the show is really playing up the rival couple things here. And I think Blah. it works. You <laughs> <laughs> like the mushy stuff. You don't like the mushy stuff. No, I'm joking. I do. I like it. I do like it. Yeah, good, dude. Rival couples now, too. That's a new thing. We we then had some voiceovers from the characters. There was one quote from Tori and then one from Sam. Okay, and I want your opinion on these, if that's okay. Tori was saying that... Some people have it good. The rest of us, we have to fight for every inch of what's ours. And as she was saying that, we had a clip of Sam when she reached for Tori's bag and Tori pushed her into the dessert table. I think it was showing her motivation. So can you see the rivalry from Tori's point of view? Uh, yeah. Some small rich girl is trying to accuse her of being a thief. That's exactly right. What do you think about her quote? You know, the rest of us have to fight for every inch of what's ours. Uh, I think she's right about that for the most part. Yeah, it's part of this economic rivalry aspect as well. Tutorial. Team Sam. <laughs> <laughs> then we had a quote of Sam. Everyone's got a sob story. That doesn't give you the right to be a bully. How do you feel about that? I agree with that too. You know, everyone's, everyone's got their own problems. That doesn't mean you should uh, call, you know, or make things worse on somebody else. So yeah, I do. I do agree with that. I was gonna step back for a moment with the uh, the thing with Tori also and, uh, and Sam, Sam at the uh, at the uh, country club. So I, Sam wasn't completely in the wrong because Tori did steal some things from the from the country club. I think she stole, stole like a bottle of wine or whatever, right? So yeah, it was vodka. She admitted yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. So I guess Sam's not completely in the wrong there, but you know, but I don't know Tori's level of honor. I do think, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not saying stealing is honorable at all, but if if, uh, if you're going to steal something, don't don't steal from other people. You know what I mean? True. And I, you know, I don't know if Tori uh, has that kind of code about her or not. Uh, so I guess it was, uh, I guess it was in Sam was somewhat in the right for thinking that Tori may have done that, but in the wrong for outright accusing her for doing so. And reaching for her bag, that's the big moment. And yeah, yeah, Tori, I don't feel like. It's Tori's care steal from other people, but I feel like, yeah, she was like at this country club. She's only going to be there one time. Like these people are all super rich and stuff. And she just, I feel like she was like, I mean, Tori's kind of punk rock, man. I get it. You know, yeah, still, yeah. Rob, Rob from the rich. You know, she's like, screw it. I'm, taking, I'm taking the vodka. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel about her character at the moment. So while Sam was saying that, quote, we had a clip of when Tori knocked Sam down at the roller rink. And can you see the rivalry from Sam's point of view? 
I can. Uh, I guess I can. At the roller rink, Tori, did Tori strike first? Well, she knocked her down after she saw Miguel and her in line. Yeah, yeah. So I think Sam probably wasn't expecting that to happen. Because I don't think, I mean, she didn't know that Tori was watching him. But I, I still think Sam's in the wrong on, on that one, on that, on that whole deal at the skating rink. Harder to see it from Sam's point of view. It is. Uh, I'm trying to. I mean, I did for the, I mean, I'm kind of seeing where she's coming from with the country club thing, you know. But uh, yeah, things kind of just spun out of control. And uh, it's like, yeah, series of unfortunate situations. Dude, that's really what this whole show is. Just wrong place, wrong time for everyone. Then you throw Miguel in the mix and like all the, that stuff. They're all they're all really trying to get along and be good to each other, <laughs> but they just they they just the timing is off. Excellent writing. So yeah, are you, you have more to say about your the country club stuff? I don't think so. What what are your thoughts on that? What how do you how do you feel about these different perspectives? Yeah. You can see how Sam was reaching out because she thought her mom's wallet was in Tori's bag. Like, that's really the crux of it right there. And I just don't think you can really, to put some hands on somebody, you know? Yeah, taking, like, grabbing their belongings. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Exactly. She messed up big there. And then, you know, Tori retaliated by pushing her. And then I'm sure Sam got super embarrassed by being pushed into the dessert table. And then you have the Miguel situation. So what's the way I feel about it is I like both of these characters. I feel like Sam has more work to do than Tori. And, and, and that's why I like their, I like talking about their rivalry because I do like both of their characters, but I, I would, I would have to put the blame on the beginning of the rivalry on Sam, unfortunately, but you can see why I did it. I think, for me, it even goes back before this. I, I, I still just, I don't, I haven't really liked Sam's character. Like, you know, her, 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 not, I'm talking, not her as a character, but I mean her actual character, you know, uh, as a person uh, since the beginning. I mean, she was already trying to ditch her friends to be with the cool kids, you know, and that didn't work out for really well. So I don't know. I guess I don't, I, it's hard for me to level with Sam. She didn't stick up for a friend. You know, when her friends get made fun of. A lot of mistakes. And yeah, she has a long way to go. I'll agree with you there. She, uh, she, she, she didn't, you know, uh, she, she tried to hide the fact about the hit and run incident with Johnny's car, you know, the whole, the whole beginning of the show. So I don't know. You know, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about Sam. I do kind of like, I like her. I think she's good at, you know, she's good at fighter. That's for sure. But I'm not sure how I feel about her. I see where you're coming from on that. Yeah. I see where you're coming from on that. But you're right. You know, she's just a kid and she's trying to it's character develop character development. Yes. It's a good rivalry. Moving on though, you guys, Miguel was even recording Tori on his phone as she hit the punching dummy. And then I guess he posted on social media. So we got a shot of Sam watching it on her phone. And that would be pretty intimidating, I feel like. And then we got a side-by-side shot of both of them training on a dummy. And it, it showed them, and they were, like, facing off against each other. And they were, like, 
finishing on the same kick, standing there breathing hard, and it was like they were facing each other. And I really like how they set up their rivalry, man. How about you, Cole? Oh yeah, I like it too. It's a, uh, it's all gonna come down. Like you can, you can tell that it's all gonna come down between those two sooner or later. It's gonna come to a head sooner or later. And so that's what that's what they're training. They're they're training. They, they gotta. They're seeing each. They're, I guess if they're seeing that on social media, so so they it just pushes them both to go harder. You know, with their training because they, they want to one up each other pretty much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I probably already know the answer to this one. But whose side are you on? Detroit. <laughs> Team <laughs> Sam right now. <laughs> Team Sam. <laughs> I like both of them, but I do think Sam started the rivalry. But you know it's going to be good. But you know, that's what, that's what LaRussos are known for. <laughs> for what? For starting rivalries and getting covered in food. Bam. Shots fired, you guys. That's what's up, Cole. I might have to take this Cobra Kai shirt off pretty soon and replace it with the Miyagi-Do shirt. I mean, it really, Daniel started the whole rivalry. He started the whole thing. Daniel started the whole thing. Oh, we could, we're going to be arguing all night on this, <laughs> guys. Check your watches. How much time you got, y'all? But yes, as they were facing each other, we had the Cobra Kai title screen in red this time. And it's Always a great teen drama episode when it's in red. So, yes. Do you have anything else to say about that opening scene there, Cole? That's my girl. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, You're going to have to keep that ringtone going, too. It's great. <laughs> so, anyways, y'all, the next scene, y'all, was we're at the LaRusso household. LaRusso? Dude, shots fired. It's on tonight. <laughs> so Sam and Robbie, they were walking in. They were holding hands. It looked like they were coming back from training at the beach or at the dojo. And then Sam asked Robbie, so are you ready to tell my parents about us? And I was going to say that like telling the parents is a huge deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal, right? Like yeah, That's making it official. I, yeah, they, I mean, they live together, so it is kind of a big deal. And it's all, yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. But then also like telling the parents is like making it official. Yeah, definitely. And maybe she thinks that now that all that stuff happened between him and her and Tori, that Robbie's her only chance now. But I was going to say, I just hope Robbie doesn't get hurt by all this, man. Yeah. That, that, I'm seeing it from, yeah, from, from Robbie's point of view also. I mean, he, I guess maybe he's oblivious to the fact that she still has feelings for Miguel a bit there, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking about Robbie, to be honest, and how he doesn't deserve to be treated like that. Totally doesn't deserve. Totally doesn't deserve that. And I feel like the past few months, or however, however long he's been living with them, probably been some of the best months of his life. He seems happier than I've ever seen him in the show. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's kind of turned his life around since he's been living with the LaRussos. Mm -hmm. Living in a nice house now with his own room. And he really likes this girl that lives there, too. I am the rich boy now. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of has a family now. And he's totally changed from what he used to wear, like we talked about. 
I see him smiling a lot more and kind of joking around. He used to dress cool, and now he dresses like a dork. I'm joking. Team Robbie. Team <laughs> Robbie. Team <laughs> Robbie. Daniel made him into a dork. <laughs> no, he's cool now. He's more balanced, <laughs> and it's been good time for Robbie lately. He still has his '90s his '90s kid haircut. He does. So I was just saying, it's good times for Robbie, and but I can see it from a mile away, and it sucks. So it does, because uh, yeah, actually, I actually do like Robbie, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't, you know, she's, she, you know, I think she's gonna hurt him. It sucks. Sam asked if he was ready, though. And he held back a bit, and I bet that would be some nervous stuff, you know. Definitely. I mean, to, he has to tell the people that took you in. Started training you and feeding you and all that stuff. That you're hooking up with their daughter. Yeah, I mean, Daniel's you know not not only like, yeah, like you said, they're hosting him. You know, he's also his, his mentor and his teacher as well. You know, he he's got a strong bond with Daniel, and you know he doesn't want to break that father figure and all that. But yeah, so they held back and they they he, they kissed one more time and that gave him the courage. So he said, okay, now I'm ready. And the kiss of courage. I, I thought that was sweet. So you ready to tell my parents about us? Now I am. And Robbie was smiling, and he came around the corner, but then his smile dropped. And why was that, Cole? Because his mom was there. Shannon is back. Shannon is back. So I guess things didn't work out with Cabo Rick, huh? Guess not. Okay, wait. What's that? Wait, what's that? Hold up, my producer. My my producer's. Yeah, is that's. Uh, oh, it's Cabo adjacent Rick. Cabo adjacent Rick. That's right. Thank you, producer. Cabo adjacent, Rick. And yeah, that's a quick joke there, but to be honest, this is a serious scene, y'all. So let's switch gears. And his mom is back, and do you remember what she was saying and everything? Well, she was apologizing for leaving Robbie on his own. Of course, he's upset with her, you know. It's like I was saying, you know, it was typical of her and all that. And uh, she says, you know, she's sorry, but she's going to have to leave again. And he's like, oh, where are you off to this time? You know, uh, even going out, of, you know, he, he kind of joked about the whole Cabo thing also. Are you going <laughs> to leave leave the state, you know, leave the state again or whatever with some other guy? And she, she says, no, this time uh, I'm leaving to go to rehab. And you could tell uh, Robbie was, he was, he was surprised by that. You could tell that he's happy that she's going to do that. And then I think uh, she's, she said that uh, the the Russos were were okay with him staying with them, but she thought that he he, he might want to go see see his dad. And then she also says that um, it's mostly her fault that uh, that Robbie grew up without Johnny around, and uh, said that you know Johnny really loves Robbie, and that Robbie should try to make an effort to 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 see him. Yeah, it was really good that she said that. She didn't want to poison the relationship, she said, and I thought that was great. You know, it, it just colored in her character a little bit more. That she really wanted them to get along and everything. And yeah, you, you really described it nicely there. And 
The scene ended as Shannon was telling Robbie that, yeah, Johnny does care about him. She knows that he wants to be in Robbie's life, you know, and, and that's like so crucial to who Robbie is and everything. Yeah, and she tells Robbie that he's got, he's got to let, he's got to let Johnny in. Yes. And I love the teen drama and everything, you guys. But one of the most interesting relationships in the show for me is Robbie and Johnny. So there's going to be a lot of work that needs to happen there. It was a, it was a serious scene, but you described it well, Cole. And just to check, do you have anything else to say about, uh, about that scene? It's, it's good that she's going back into rehab. It is good because I mean, it, it, Phil, you, you kind of sometimes forget that this stuff's going on in the background while Robbie's staying with the LaRusas. Like his mom's been MIA for God knows how long now in the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's good that she's finally uh, realizing that what she's doing is wrong and she wants to get help for it. And she's being serious about it this time. One of the other things that I liked is she said that she wants to do rehab and she wants to do it for Robbie. And I really liked that. She's not just doing it for herself. You know, she, she's doing it for Robbie. And so that's a good thing. And she said, it's okay. If he stays there while she's while she's in rehab. So he's going to stay with the LaRussos a little longer. But yes, moving on. We're at the next scene, guys. We're at the Diaz apartment. And, it, and it's time for some fun tonight. So Carmen, she was dressed up in that red dress again. And Rosa was cooking dinner. And she was talking in Spanish, but she was asking Carmen if uh, she had told Miguel that she was dating his teacher yet. And Carmen answered, let's just see how, you know, this is just dinner. Let's see how it goes. Carmen also added, uh, be, be sh- she said, besides, I'm not sure how I feel about him yet. And I think she said that because up until now, she just saw Johnny as Miguel's teacher. like that, And that's why she was kind of taken aback when Johnny like said, well, what if I am, you know, at the end of the last episode. So she's. Just looking at him in a day here. So let's see how their date goes. And Rosa turned around, though. She saw Carmen was wearing the was that red dress and everything. And she said, you must be hot for teacher. And <laughs> and where's that from, Cole? That's definitely a Van Halen line right there. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice one, Rosa. She must know a little bit of 80s stuff. Or or she learned it from Johnny or something. I like Abuela fun. Rosa. Oh, no, she's great. I love Rosa. She looks like she's a good cook, too. And at that moment, Johnny knocks on the door. And as Carmen and him left, did you hear what Rosa said? She said in Spanish, don't knock her up. Did you see that? <laughs> and you yeah. see what Johnny responded no, what did he say? He, 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 he uh, Johnny's like, he said, he just pointed at her and said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Johnny there. Classic Johnny. Yeah, of course, so of course he has no idea what she said. Yeah, I bet he thought that she said, like, you look handsome or something. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So anyways, do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole, before they go out on their date? No, I don't think so. 
All right, man. That lets us go to the next scene. And we are back at the LaRusso household, you guys. And Sam was in her room. She was FaceTiming with Moon. She was telling her what happened to her and Tori. Moon said that she was sorry that happened. And Sam responded by saying, I don't understand what Miguel sees in her. And like, here she is again talking about Miguel. This is the second time she said mm-hmm. that. My radar is going off like crazy here. She still likes Miguel. Mm-hmm. And then Moon even said she was like, at least she had both moved on, right? I can't believe she would do that to you. I'm so sorry. I just don't understand what Miguel sees in her. Well, at least you both moved on, right? Yeah. And that's great from Moon. Mm. She's like, why are you even talking about Miguel? And I think for the most part, Miguel probably has moved on for, you know, for the most part at this point. Okay, he still had feelings for her for a little while. I think Tori finally broke that. Yeah, I think he goes, he'd like to make things right, and he cares for her that way. Like, but yeah, oh, I yeah. think his mind's kind of on Tori. I'll agree with you for sure. But the way Sam answered that question, you could tell she was lying, man. She looked away, all that stuff. She's not very good at lying sometimes. That's why she's silent, Sam, most of the time. And she's conflicted. Well, you know, like, like, like daughter, like father, I guess. I mean, Daniel's not really good at lying either. Ooh. Yeah, and that's not the worst trait in the world. But yeah, she's conflicted right now. And just like Moon's mom said to her therapist, can't hide from your heart. Moon invited Sam to a party at her house then. Take her mind off things. She said her mom's out of town. Bring your karate friends. Sam said she'll think about it. As Amanda came into her room and she let her know that Daniel and her were going out for dinner and dancing. Sam had guessed they were going to go to the country club. Then Amanda said, we're not that predictable, and she tried to guess Sam's plans. And I think that kind of tipped the scales for Sam to, to go out to go to the party. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, her parents are gone. Yeah, and well, then she said that, you know, she, uh, she, Amanda was like, you're predictable too. And she said, you know, I don't have to worry about you and everything. Ooh. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, she, Sam wants to break out now and then, so she's kind of breaking out tonight. But one thing I noticed is she got up, like, and she started going through her clothes after she's decided she wants to go to the party. And we had a new kind of rock style version of Sam's theme. And when I was doing the editing and grabbing the music for the show lately and stuff, I realized that Sam and Sam and Miguel's theme, and Sam and Robbie's theme, and even like the teen drama song, I thought that they were different songs, y'all. But they're all versions of the same song. And uh, I'll play some here. See what they did? It's all Sam's theme. It's just, it's pretty cool. It's awesome music and it shows what mood she's in. <laughs> I'll play some here.
Yeah, that's a good that's a good catch, man. Because I didn't actually I didn't realize that myself. Yeah, it's the same. It's it's the same notes. It's that da na 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 na. And whenever, even when Sam and uh, Miguel kiss, you know, it was all like techno theme, but it's the same, yeah. same notes, you guys. So Sam has a theme. And Hawk has a theme. And Miguel has a theme. Does Robbie have a theme? I don't think he does. I haven't really, you know, I haven't really paid that much attention to the themes like I should. I think, man, I need to, I need, to, I need to focus more on that next time I watch the show. Yeah, they're good. Each character has a theme, and uh, well, Tori doesn't have one yet either. But even Johnny has a theme. So it's, I, I love the music, you guys. So I love drawing attention to the music. So, but yeah, did you notice what Sam found on the floor of her closet? Yeah, it was the octopus. It was the pulpo. The pulpo. There's the connection, and that made her think, didn't it? A little bit. It did, and you know, there it is again. She still has feelings for Miguel. She does, you know. She she was holding it close to her ch chest, and she was thinking about Miguel. And there is the Pulpo connection, guys. And by the way, the Pulpo connection is the name of my next indie rock band. <laughs> the Pulpo connection. But yeah, seriously, Sam is having some major feelings for Miguel, and it's all getting set up for later, you guys. Do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole? Yeah, man, it just makes you feel bad for Robbie, doesn't it? You can see it coming, can't you? Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, I did actually like, you know, Sam and uh, Miguel's relationship. But, and, uh, you know, it was kind of sad to see them break up. But uh, it was, once again, one of those uh, misfortunate, you know, bad timing things. But, yeah, right now you can see that, obviously, Sam still has uh, feelings for Miguel, even though Miguel's probably moved on pretty much by this point. And yeah, in the end, it's just going to end up hurting Robbie, probably. And that's that's where it looks like we're headed. It's going to blow up, y'all. You know it. It always does. But yes, if that's it for that, then the next scene, you guys, we're at some Mexican restaurant. And from here on out, it's just going to be Mexican restaurant party, Mexican restaurant party. So here we go. Y'all, this might be the funniest scene 
in the whole show so far, you guys. This is a fun one, man. There's some jokes happening here that no other no other show <laughs> could ever pull off. So it was great. Did you like this scene, Cole? Yeah, it's uh it's you know, like of course this uh, situation had to happen, right? So I feel about you know with this show like oh yeah of course and this wouldn't it's of all the coincidental things to occur of course it had to be this all world in it <laughs> so here we go y'all Johnny and Carmen they were at the table together and Carmen started things by asking how Miguel's training was going and Johnny was saying that it was going well he was saying uh she was saying that you know. Miguel has a, because he was saying, you know, he's a man now and everything. And uh, Carmen was like, oh, yeah. And he has a new girlfriend now, too. And I can't keep up with all the drama. Johnny responded, yeah, well, when you're a teenager, it's hard to avoid the drama. But he he looked up and who was there, Cole? It just happened (laughs) to be Daniel and Amanda. (laughs) Holy moly, the stars aligned. And yes, they're getting not only they're at the same restaurant, but they're getting seated right next to them. And not only that, tables are very close. Yeah, they're very close, and there's no more tables. Sorry, guys. Hear nothing. And wow, you guys, the the joke coming up, y'all are like 35 years in the making. So it's 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 really really great. And if you notice, Cole. Johnny and Daniel, they were both kind of wearing the same kind of dark shirt. They both had dark shirts on, and Amanda and Carmen were both wearing red dresses. Good catch also. So maybe they're different, but same. Uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Blow your minds, you guys. Carmen broke the ice, y'all. She said hi to Amanda, and she complimented her earrings. So nice one, Carmen. It's a good way to start. The hostess asked if this table is going to be okay. And Daniel was like, will it be? And then Johnny said, it's fine. So here we go. You know, it's, uh, it's good on Johnny also. Johnny's trying to be the bigger man. Yes, he did it. for. And Carmen was there. He wants to be the bigger man, just like she told him their conversation. The hostess even asked, she was like, do you guys, do you two know each other? And do you, do you remember Amanda's answer to <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah, I like how Amanda always brings things back to reality for the show. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, they have warring karate dojos. It's a big thing. She explained the whole show in one sentence. <laughs> Four words, like, warring karate <laughs> dojos. She summed up the whole thing. And she ordered. Then she ordered a drink. She ordered a big margarita. She's ready for the show. She's ready for this show. And we'll have to come back to that. But until then, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole? I mean, can you believe it? Can you? Oh. Did, did you ever think in your right mind that you'd ever see Johnny Lawrence and Daniel Larusso sitting down next to each other in oh, a restaurant? There's no way, right? There's no way. All a bonus, you guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tell me what you what. T- Tell me how it made you feel and all that. Uh, I think it's funny so far. Uh, interested to see how it's going to go. Like, oh gosh, you know, here is it, is it, is this going to end up fighting? What's going to happen? You know, it is an oh gosh. 
So I have a question for you, Cole, man. What are you doing tonight? I heard Moon's having a party. You want to go with me? You can go crash this thing? Uh, you know, they're a bunch of teenagers, so probably not. Come on, it seems like fun, dude. There's going to be kegs. going to be some kegs. You like, you like beer, right, kegs? Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll show up with Stingray. Maybe we'll show up with Stingray and his group, man. I can't wait. So, y'all, we cut to the outside of Moon's house. Sam and Robbie were getting out of her car, so she drove there. Just check that. There were a lot of kids around. It looked like a huge party, y'all. And as they were walking up, Sam, Sam asked Robbie, she's, she was like, are you sure you want to be here with your mom and every, you know, with the, everything that happened with your mom and all that? You sure you're up for this? With your mom and everything? Definitely. I could use a distraction. And I, I, I like how she checked in on him. Yeah, yeah, me too. About how he was feeling. You know, she wasn't just like, let's go to a party and stuff. She checked Consid- on him. For- considering his feelings. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good one, Sam. I got to say some good stuff about Sam before, I, before it happens later. <laughs> so good one, Sam. And they also met up with some more Miyagi-Dos that were there. I saw, I saw Dimitri. I saw Chris and Nathaniel and Little Red. There's a few more there. Dimitri was carrying some board games, and he, and he was like, hey, if I knew there was going to be this many people, I would have I would have brought Balderdash. And that's so funny. <laughs> Such a nerd thing. You know, Dimitri's grown on me. I didn't, like, I didn't care for him much at first. I, the first time I actually saw these uh, seasons also. But I, as I've been watching the show again, he's, he's, he's starting to grow on me. I thought he was an annoying character at first, but now i kind of starting to kind of like him. Yeah, he is growing. He's he's got a lot of character development. He's growing. You're right. Well. He's also growing himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they all walk into the party, you guys, and it's a really nice house. Tons of kids are there. Music playing, and it seems cool. But their mood changed when they noticed something. And who else was there, Cole? Oh, the Cobra Kai's. Seemed like all the Cobra Kai's were there. They walked in and yeah, they were even staring at their rivals, y'all. We had Hawk was staring down Dimitri. Chris and Mitch were regarding each other. And even Nathaniel and Bert were at it too. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Bert shaking his head. Bert cracks me up, man. Bert. <laughs> Bird gets me, dude. That was great with the sound <laughs> effects, and he was like shaking his head, like I can't believe you're here right now. And those those two guys, they got a little rivalry going the on. Smallest, too. The smallest kids ever. <laughs> and this show can be really tongue in cheek like that, and like it knows that it's cheesy and stuff. So that's it's what we're hilarious. talking about. Yeah, the, the show is very self aware, and very. I love that. That was a big wink from the show. <laughs> love it. So, and even Miguel and Tori, they were here. They, they, they walked in, y'all. And man, hopefully you and I don't get dragged into the rivalries too, Cole, but I feel oh, like it's I happening. Know. I don't know. Oh, you do. Come on, guy. Take Johnny. Bird. Johnny Kai. Johnny, Johnny Kai. Johnny Kai. Team Bird. Nathaniel. <laughs> So y'all both dojos are here at the party now. They were staring each other down until Moon like walked in the middle. 
And she broke the silence saying there's kegs out back and vegan pigs in a blanket. So that, that's so moon. Team Tommy. Team Team Tommy. <laughs> it's like, it's like, wait that. a minute. That's like that's like three episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Team Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Team Miyagi. I'm telling you, Cole. We're friends, but we're going to get dragged into this, too, I feel like. Different but same. Different but same. Sam asked why Moon didn't tell her that the Cobra Kai's were going to be there, too. It's like some parent trap type situation. You never said anything about inviting Cobra Kai. Well, I figured with summer ending and school starting back up, we could stop all the fighting and be friends again. It's wishful thinking. Sam, trust me. Get rid of all this negative energy. Clear your chakras and have some fun. Oh, that hippie moon. But she does not understand how deep these rivalries go, does she, Cole? No. She definitely does not. They go, it goes. But you know, I guess good on her for trying to get everyone together in her yeah. happy, you know, her, her hippy-dippy ways. But she tried. She tried. Moon is going to moon, that's for sure. And yeah, there is definitely some trouble brewing at the party. But do you have anything else to say about that before we cut away for a moment, Cole? I think this show needs to focus more on that rivalry between uh, Burton and Daniel, dude. We don't get enough of that. <laughs> we don't get enough of that. I totally agree, man. I want to see the Nathaniel versus Burt show. Definitely. I want to see those two guys go at it. Yeah, we already know what kind of women uh, Bert are into. I'm trying to figure out what I wonder what Nathaniel likes. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to find out, you guys. And you know the show always gives us what we want. So something will definitely happen with that. Back at the Mexican restaurant, you guys. Let's see if we can get through this dinner. Here we go. The waitress was bringing back the drink order. Let's see if we can get through the drink order. So she set down everybody's drinks, and everyone had ordered a Mexican-style drink. But what do you think Johnny ordered a drink here, Cole? Good old Coors Original. Oh, yeah. She set it down, and Daniel gave Johnny a look like, really? So he can't even get through the drink order without something happening. <laughs> Johnny's like, hey, you got something to say? And Daniel was being a punk here. And I'll agree. He was being a punk. Is he, he he was like, no, but enjoy your cores. You know, Johnny Will, he loves cores. He loves cores, man. But he's not going to let that go, y'all. Now, these... uh, Carmen had ordered what I would have ordered, uh, a michelada. Which is Ooh. One of my favorite drinks to get when I'm at a Mexican restaurant. Hey, there you go. He could have at least ordered like a Mexican beer. Yeah, or maybe a margarita. But yeah, you're right. He could have gotten a, a Corona or a Dos Equis or something. Hey, Classics Johnny, man. Not sponsors. Right? They're all not sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, you guys. We'll get one soon. But yeah, Johnny wasn't going to let that go. And th this series of jokes coming up, you guys, no other show could pull this off. This is completely unique. This is like freestyle jazz here. So he turned to Carmen. He was like, So did I tell you I had to double the classes at Cobra Kai? So many kids want to join my dojo. Yeah, <laughs> I just was laughing the whole time. Johnny. Yeah, Carmen was like, she was being polite. She's like, that's great. But do you remember what, da what Daniel's repost to that? Do you remember what he said? 
something about how it's not about the size of the class, but you know the quality of it. Basically, he's uh-huh. alluding to. I love how passionate my students are. Sure, there may not be as many, but they have heart. Oh. Okay, so this is happening. <laughs> there are just too many good jokes to pass up here, you guys. I had to get them all. And, but Amanda knew exactly what was going she on. She immediately called it out. Yeah, she's like, we're doing this, huh? <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I like Amanda, because uh, she, she's like the channel for the show's self-awareness. <laughs> that's well said. She's definitely the smartest character in the show. So she like she always brings things back to like you know to reality when these guys seem like they're being too too out there, calling it out, calls it out every time you know. So Daniel went on saying it's uh it's not the quantity it's the quality. Exactly. Johnny was like bigger's better. <laughs> <laughs> they're going at it. <laughs> Daniel shot back to that you know he said well it was just little old me at the All Valley. Ooh. That's a burn, too. Ooh, it's a huge burn. He said, I didn't need the army, just the right moves. Oof. And it, man, it didn't take but five seconds, and we are already arguing about the All Valley back in 1984. They just can't let it go. No, they cannot let it go. And Amanda called them out. She was like, Okay, are you two done comparing class sizes? Nice one, Amanda. <laughs> that was so funny, dude. Carmen tried to smooth things over. She was so she was like, "So you guys are Sam's parents." I was sad to hear that he broke up. But Daniel was kind of being a punk here. He said, "Yeah, me too." Yeah, give a sarcastic. Yeah, he did. The last joke I thought was funny was uh, Carmen was like. Yeah, we were just talking about high school dating, and I can remember being that age. And Amanda said, "Yeah, I was like with a different boy every week," and that had, <laughs> that had Johnny, Johnny laughing. Johnny started laughing. Yep. <laughs> that, that got me also. This is the funniest dinner I've ever seen, you guys. So, but then Carmen even made it crazier, man. She had she had the idea to push the tables together. Uh oh. And yeah, Amanda totally agreed. So they know exactly what they're doing, don't they? Oh yeah, they do. They're enjoying this. They're enjoying it. These these jokes were too funny, Cole. So thanks for going over them with me, man. But yeah, do you have anything else to say about that scene before we cut back to the party? Is it about to get heated with uh, Johnny and Daniel? We'll see. It's heating up. It's heating up here at the Moon's party as well, y'all. At the Moon's party. So <laughs> there was a DJ now. The kids were having a dance-off in the living room. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, let's go. There was a guy doing some pretty awesome breakdancing moves. He had like the the, the dreads kind of, man. That guy was pulling it off in the living room. Super cool. I feel like he's one of the stunt guys. And so they even pulled in Nate out of the crowd. They're doing some super funny dance moves that the kids do nowadays. Yeah, he's doing some like Fortnite dance moves. Is that what that is? Yeah. yeah. So he can dance a little bit. That was funny. I bet they had a fun time. But right at that moment, man, someone showed up with a lady that was wearing a leopard print dress. And he was saying that he was the life of the party. And who was that, Cole? So Stingray. The life of the party has arrived. Woo! Take a spin, man. What's up, Bert? What's up, Stingray? Good to see you, buddy. But I thought this was a party for teenagers. 
Yeah, you know, it is kind of weird that he's there, but we're just going to ignore that. No, nah, dude. Yeah, she even, she even called him out, too. She just said, uh, she, but she called him Stingray. That's so funny. <laughs> She's, she was like, I, she said, Stingray, I thought we were going to your friend's party. He was like, yeah, these are my friends. The parents are out of town. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, uh, by the way, is supposed to be like, you know, our age, uh, our current age during this show. So he's probably like a guy who's like in his, you know, 30s. <laughs> Hanging out with a bunch of teenagers. Totally, totally. It was so funny. I wouldn't be surprised if she was like a date for hires and two man, knowing Stingray. <laughs> Not sure. But yeah, we we're out by we're out back by the kegs now. And the kids were doing a version of like keg stands. And do you remember the rules to this drinking game, Cole? Well, uh what they're doing there is they have a couple of chairs that they are balancing on one foot on. There's some tall chairs, like Barstool's kind of. And uh, they're they're going basically drink for drink and seeing who can stand on those chairs without losing their balance first. Yeah, I never played that game, Cole. You ever play that one? No, that's, no. I feel like it's a version of keg stand, kind of. Didn't even know about that. A keg stand's just when you lift up someone's legs while they're yeah. chug, chugging from a, uh, the hose off the keg. You know, this is a little different. It's a little bit different. Now we used to play beer pong. Oh yeah. Oh, we need to do that again. That seems like fun. But Tori was doing that game, the stand-up game, and she was facing off against Rickenberger. And as he fell down, Miguel was saying. It's the winner and still champion Tori. And everyone cheered, so she's pretty good. She's She's been running the chairs for a while, running the stools. Sam and Robbie came out back now. No, nobody wants to run the stools. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> nice one. Points, points, points. You got me. So I think they they did this drinking game like this. It was like a version of they they could really have Sam and Tori like get challenged together and have this drinking game duel situation because Tori came right up and she said, look who it is. Well, look who it is. Maybe you'd like to play a little game or our tea parties more your speed princess. Just give me a cup. So there's that princess line again. Some of that classism going on there. Yes. You can't just drop a challenge and leave, right, Cole? No, not according to Hawk, right? Not according to Hawk. So Sam, Sam was like, give me a cup. And Robbie began to caution her. He was like, are you sure? But Sam shot back, what? Don't you think I could beat her? Robbie answered, no, it's not that. But the game was already starting. Yeah, I was about to say, why do you think he said that? Yeah, that, that's why. He doesn't want her to get wasted drunk. Well, she drove. Yep. Think about that too. So, and he was, I was also thinking that he didn't want the rivalry to deepen, you know, and he didn't want Sam to get super drunk. And he knows how things can be from his mom, I would say. Exactly. He, so, yeah. He definitely, I noticed, I don't think, was Robbie even drinking himself? I don't think he was, was he? It didn't look like it to me. He's just hanging out. Because if you think about it, both his parents, 
we're pretty heavy drinkers, Johnny, you know, included. He's being a good Robbie right now. It didn't look like Miguel was drinking either. Could have happened off camera. So we, uh, Miguel may have learned his lesson with drinking after the last incident he had with drinking too much. Yes, he may have. So the next scene, you guys, we are back at the Mexican restaurant. Amanda and Carmen, they were talking nicely. But if you noticed, Daniel and Johnny, man, they were just glaring at each other over the tops of their menus. <laughs> oh, that was so funny, the camera angle, man. And I'm just having too much fun with all this, y'all. It was all a bonus. So Carmen was mentioning that the billboards, you know, saying you kick the competition, right? She knows. Well, I think they were talking about their jobs. So, you know, I guess we, Carmen said she's an x-ray tech. Yes, that's right. And I mean, and uh, she's like, well, you, you know, Amanda doesn't have to say what they do because Carmen already knew from the billboards. Kick the competition. Right. That made Daniel laugh. That made Daniel laugh. <laughs> Do you remember what Johnny said to that? Yeah, he's like, I'm glad you're making money off that illegal kick after all these years. And they're still arguing about it. And then they were talking about who can kick higher. And they were about to go out to the parking lot. <laughs> and they were about to make a scene, I felt like. When, thank goodness, y'all, the waitress showed up. They started giving their orders. But y'all saw that the waitress wasn't writing any, anything down. And then first... Johnny and then Daniel, they were like, are you sure you want to write that down? So maybe they can connect on something. <laughs> but did you notice Johnny's order, though, Cole? Did you catch that? Uh, I don't remember what he ordered. He, he, got, he ordered the polo tacos. Oh, that's right. The, yeah, the Hard shells. <laughs> polo tacos, that's right. And no green stuff. He called them polo. That's right. Yeah, polo tacos, hard shells, no green, no stuff. green stuff. Classic Johnny. Carmen got up to go to the powder room, and Amanda said she's going to join, but, but but that would leave Daniel and Johnny at the table alone. They might have to talk to each other. Oh, my gosh. They were both freaking out. Yeah, they didn't, <laughs> the ladies know what they're doing. They do. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, yeah, that's a hilarious scene. And, yeah, do you have anything else to say about that quick scene, Cole? That was a quick one. I, th I thought it was funny when uh, Johnny came back with the, uh, oh, yeah, there's a, you know, you're making all that money off this illegal kick. Mm -hmm. Still arguing about the rules in 1984. They just can't let it go. So, y'all, it's really hitting up at the party because. Sam and Tori, their drinking game was starting, y'all. Tori finished her drink first, and Sam finished hers afterwards, and she threw the cup down super hard. And that made Stingray's date go, woo! Oh, hey, we don't cheer for them. We hate the Miyagi does. <laughs> He's so wrapped up in it, dude. It's hilarious. So wrapped up in it. Yeah, I love that. And she was like, what? So I think it's really funny how Stingray, he's fully bought in. Did you also notice he had like he had like 40s taped to his hands? That's exactly right. What is that game called, Cole? That one is uh, Edward 40 Hands, which I did play that one before. What's the rules of that game? You must tape two 40-ounce, you must tape a 40-ounce bottle to each one of your hands. 
and uh, you're you're, st- you're stuck with them. And, you know, you can't dry- put them down until you finish them. <laughs> have you ever played that game? I have. Did you win or lose? I think uh, I don't remember to be honest. Probably probably because I drank two forty ounces real fast. There it is. There it some, is. I never I, played I, I that one. I remember some people we'd actually tape a trash can around their uh, chest. Also, <laughs> uh, that's some funny. That's a funny picture. <laughs> you had me laughing, man. So y'all inside the house, Hawk and Mitch are sitting on the couch, and Mitch noticed that Hawk was look, staring at Moon. You know, and y'all don't forget, guys. You know, she broke up with him earlier this season. We haven't really talked about it, but. In a, in a bit, but yeah, she broke up with him. So he was looking at her, but then a new girl with like huge hair like walked into the party. And do you remember what Hawk did to her? He, he, he went up and talked to her a little bit. He actually had some good lines. I can't remember who he was talking to at the time, but he said, you know, the, the best way to uh, to to get with the get back, you know, with a girl you like is to make her jealous. It was Mitch. It's Mitch, right? So he had, so he sees this this new girl and he walks up to her immediately and compliments her hair. And uh, she says that she liked his hair too. And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Usually I don't let people touch it, but I'll let you touch it if you want." Pretty good lines, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to be all slick. He was, yeah, and he he was. And they started to connect a little bit, and he started to introduce himself. The moon, man, she's. Flew up out of nowhere, and she was like Piper, because this character's name is Piper. And and yeah, they kissed right in front of Hawk, man. And they kind of came out and said that they were like dating now, and like right in front of him. And what a gut punch to Hawk, man. Yeah, he's like, uh, she said, "It's okay, you can say it." Like, this is my this is my girlfriend, Piper. Yeah, a total backfire there. That's huge, man. Reform there in a way. Total backfire there. And he, he was like awkwardly said like, yeah, my my name's Hawk again. And he was like walking off saying, you know, I think cool. it's good. Hawk, Hawk needs to get knocked down a peg. He's too cocky. Yeah, he really bought into Crease's grease. Yeah, he did. And you can tell it affected him. He's got, he's got, you can tell he's got, he put the grease in his hair even Crease's grease in his mohawk, dude. That's what's keeping his hair up. That's what, yeah, it's just keeping his hawk up. It's the crease grease. Oh my gosh. So, did you know that it was real hair? Yeah, it looks like it is anyway. He's like, yeah, it's, he it's, like, it it's, out. Not, it's not an actual mohawk. He's got like a faux hawk going on. He's got long hair, yeah, but he just, spike. yeah, exactly. He kind of just parts it, you know, and puts big spikes in the middle. It looks awesome. It's real. It's the real deal, man. Not a real mohawk. I heard, I, what'd you say? <laughs> it's not a real mohawk. No, no, no. Nah, he. I, I saw him in a in a panel. And he somebody asked him that question, and he told him that it was real. So, I mean, it's his real hair, but I mean, it's it's not a. That's what you call a faux hawk. I see what you're saying. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Faux hawk. I see what you're a real, saying. A real, a real mohawk. He'd shave the sides of your head. His his sides of his head aren't jaded. That's right. Yeah. So hawk is not going to be in a good mood. That's for sure. Before we move on, do you have anything else to say about that? I just thought it was uh, funny that uh, you know here, here's this uh, girl that he's like, okay, I'm gonna try to you know hit on her a bit, trying to make Moon jealous. 
and all, and, and all of a sudden here she comes, and they're they're together. <laughs> Makes him jealous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Double jealous. You got gut. Yeah, double jealous. That was a gut punch for sure. But y'all back at the table with Johnny and Daniel, man. What are they gonna say to each other? They're alone. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, y'all. So it was quiet. Daniel was trying to think of something to say. Johnny was just sitting there and he was just aggressively eating chips and salsa to fill the silence. Daniel finally said, uh, I'm surprised to see you in a place like this. Johnny shot back, you think I eat out of a dumpster or something? So <laughs> they didn't connect at all. And yeah, this conversation was so funny. They started going back and forth about what they've done to each other over the last two seasons, kind of. But then Daniel said, if Kreese ever comes back to the dojo, he's going to press charges. So that's kind of like news for Johnny. Yeah, Johnny didn't know about that. He didn't know. And so, yeah, he was like, what? Daniel said that, yeah, he was there and talking about a war coming or something. And do you remember what Johnny responded to that with? Yeah, Johnny said uh, he, you know, he wasn't, a, he didn't know about Crease doing that. Though he was, you know, it was all him when it came to the uh, the festival, the, the Valley Fest they were at. That Crease, he, he won't have to worry about threats from Crease anymore, anyways, because Crease is no longer a part of the dojo. Why would you even let this guy back in your life? Because I thought he could change. Turns out I was wrong, so I pushed him away. I want Cobra Kai to be better. Crease is gone for good. Wow. Yes, I saw a look from Daniel after Johnny said that. He was like, huh, Johnny kind of did the right thing. Because, I mean, that goes all the way back to Karate Kid 1. And that's the whole reason why Daniel's mad in the first place. That's the whole reason why Daniel is trying to put it into it, because of Crease. And Johnny kicked him out. So he's looking at Johnny with like new eyes, it seems. Yeah. After 35 years, after 35 whatever years, y'all, maybe even longer, he's looking, at, he's looking at him with new eyes. And Amanda and Carmen came back at that moment. And Carmen asked if they had missed anything. And, and did they miss something while they were gone, Cole? Yeah, well, I... They did, and I, I like how also Daniel asked Johnny, "How could you have ever let this guy come back into your life?" And uh, and Johnny says, "Well, you know, I, I I thought I would give him the benefit of the doubt and give him a, give him a second chance, but I ended up ended up failing on me." So I mean that that shows uh, the character development of Johnny that he's you know he's trying to change and realized that that's not for the best. And he's is capable of making good decisions. Well said. It was so cool. And I just really want these guys to be friends. <laughs> so bad. Right. But they'll have to work at it. They'll have to work at it. We, we almost got it with the uh, uh, REO Speedwagon incident, you know, and the yeah, bonding oh, at yeah. the bar. You're right, almost. So you know it can happen. You have to work at it, though. The rivalry goes deep. 
they let Johnny know that they enrolled Robbie into school at that moment. And he's going to start in the fall. School's coming up. And that's their rule. If you, if you live with them, you, you go to school. And I was, I was really watching Johnny see how he was going to respond to that because, as we all know, that's a, that's a sore subject for Johnny, you know, Robbie living at the LaRusso's. Yeah, definitely. So it's probably pretty, you know, it's probably pretty embarrassing for Johnny. I mean, oh my gosh, it's huge. It would be embarrassing even if you didn't have a rivalry with that person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you throw the rivalry on top of that, and it's massive. <laughs> it's, like, so massive. It can't... That's, like, one of the most main things. Like, your arch rival is, like, raising your son because you couldn't get your shit together to do it. It's massive. Uh, so I was really wondering, wondering how he was going to react. But he reacted well. He's saying that's good. He should have never dropped out. And then Daniel finally said something that we can all agree on. Oh, no, wait, hold up. Daniel said, finally, something we can agree on. But then the waitress came out with the food, and they connected on something else, they Cole. They did. <laughs> they so the, did, and what was that? The, the waitress uh, brought out a little food, but of course... She did, and Daniel called it, she did miss uh, some of the uh, instructions she got. And uh, Carmen's food had sour cream when she asked for no sour cream. So. Yeah, and some of the other stuff was wrong. You're exactly right. It's a rookie mistake. And Johnny said, white belt. <laughs> That's why you got to write things down. And they agreed on that. You have to write it down. And yeah, when when Johnny said white belt and Daniel said rookie mistake, <laughs> that was like the first time they really connected big time in a long time. And Amanda and Carmen, they noticed and they kind of gave each other a quick smile. And man, I, I just love all that stuff, dude. I mean, what other show can have these types of jokes, y'all, with karate and the, you know, my dojo is bigger than yours and them glaring at each other over the menus, dude. I'm telling you, man, it was it was great. Do you have more stuff to say about that scene, Cole, at all? Do you know what they kind of remind me of? Did you do you remember uh, it's like spy versus spy cartoons? You know, I do. And I haven't made that connection, but that's exactly what it is. Uh, the, the two spies, they, they're, they look exactly the same. They they. Their tactics are pretty much exactly the same, but you know that one's the one's black and one's white. <laughs> spy versus spy up in here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's kind of like that. It's totally like that. They really build up these rivalries well. And another thing that I like about it, just this kind of stuff, real quick, on a side note, is you know sometimes there's rivalries, and you can definitely tell which person is the bad person and which person is the good person. But this show, I think, does a really good job of mixing it up so you can kind of see stuff from both people's points of view. And, yeah, the show goes back and kind of takes the black and white out of Karate Kid 1 and really fleshes it out and shows the other side of things. So that's on a side note, y'all. Just a moment of appreciation. It's all gray, baby. It's all great. At the next scene, guys, we are back at the party. 
And man, Hawk's not in a great mood. He's watching Moon and Piper. They're making out now. And he was down in the dumps. And he would be, wouldn't you? Yeah. Dimitri came up at that time. He sees his friend. And they, they, you know, they go back a long way. So Dimitri wants to come comfort his friend a little bit. And if you know Cole, and I'm sure you did, the show, it, it, it did a really good job of like color coding the kids at the party. The Miyagi-Do is kind of wearing blue and Cobras were wearing red mostly. They do that throughout the show. And I really like that, so. Dimitri started to talk to Hawk about their the new Doctor Who trailer. That's his way in. Hawk said, I don't see that nerd shit. Trying to be too cool. He's trying to be too, he's cool. too cool. He's too cool, man. Do, do, you, uh, do you like Doctor Who, Cole? That's a show I've never really got into, man. I, I haven't seen it much, so I don't know much about it, to be honest. You're just trying to pretend to be cool, dude. You can tell me. I, no, I really don't know much about Doctor Who at all. Besides the guys like able to time travel or something, I'm not. I'm not. I don't even know exactly show, sure what's oh, going on. It's crazy. It's a wild, wild show. I saw a bit. It's pretty wild. It's a British show. One one day, dude. One day for sci-fi summer. So, Dimitri, he kept at it, man. He wants to give on Hawk's good side. He's he's saying there's a new showrunner and a new female doctor and. That that got Hawk right back into nerd mode. Man. Sure did. Yeah, they started to become friends again a little bit. Then Hawk noticed Moon and Piper again. So he became angry, you know. He's like trying to make a scene, trying to take some energy from Dimitri and pick on him in front of everybody. And then this that's right after Dimitri was trying to give him some advice. He was like, he was like, hey, you should move on and he started talking about inner peace and he said, that's what worked for me. I think you need a healthy dose of inner peace. It's worked for me. Yeah. That's what I thought. Still a pussy. And yeah, that's when he put his hand on Hawk's shoulder and that sent him off. And he, if you remember what he did, he poured the beer all over Dimitri's head. And he said, you're still a pussy. So there's that bullying stuff again. Hawk's a punk. Hawk's a punk. Hawk's a punk sometimes. Right now, definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then he walked off, leaving Dimitri dripping, man. And that was not cool. Why do you think he did that right then, Cole? Because he's insecure. And he's upset about seeing uh, Moon and Piper kiss. And uh, he's taking it out on Dimitri. Totally, yeah. He, he poured that beer on his head in front of the girls, too. You know, it's like a way to show that he's cool and stuff. So, yeah. It was a tough conversation. Uh, Dimitri tried for dimitri right you know he's just trying to he's just trying to reconnect with his old friend guy pours a beer on his head yeah i didn't like that me neither i didn't like that either hawks a punk hawks a punk boo, boo! no water in that 
No honor there. So out back, y'all. Sam and Tori, they were still going at it at the drinking game. There was like cups everywhere. And they were they were talking trash to each other a little bit. How are you doing over there, Larusso? I could do this all night. Yeah? Hey big red, two shots of vodka. Just, just give it to me. And that's when Tori told Big Red to switch it up and use vodka now. And Miguel was looking concerned as Tori finished her first shot. Then it was Sam's turn. And she was looking kind of wobbly. But if you notice, she centered herself in the meditating fashion. She was able to finish hers too. And I was thinking she would be better at balancing. Seeing as they've been practicing on the on the koi pond, you know, all summer. She balanced herself there. And Team Miyagi-Do, that was pretty cool. That was the coolest thing Miyagi-Do's done in a long time. Cup of cup. So y'all... Except for Hawk. Except for Hawk. Except for Hawk. Hawk's out. Y'all, somebody yelled at Tori. She said, they said, you got this, Tori. It sounded like Stingray. I'm not sure who it was, but that distracted Tori. It made her I think fall it was, I think over. it was Stingray. Uh-huh. Sam was the winner, though. Yeah, Tori s- slipped right out of the chair. Right, yeah. So say it with me, Cole. Miyagi do win. Miyagi don't. I'll think of something. <laughs> Give me some time. <laughs> Cobra, co- uh, Cobra can't. Cobra can't. Uh, see, yeah, both of them. <laughs> Let's see here, y'all. That's that's some fun stuff there, Cole. But yeah, Miyagi do won there, and so what do you have to say about that? I think Miyagi-Do won on a technicality. She fell down, dude. That's the rules. Yeah, yeah, well, I guess it's Stingray's fault. Yeah, blame it on Stingray. (laughs) Blame it on Stingray. I think if he hadn't hadn't shouted out to her, she hadn't turned around real fast to look at him, she would have stayed standing. (laughs) Tori's cool. Whenever now. Cool than Sam. She's cool, cool than Sam. Ooh, it's a big rivalry. But back at the table, what? Things are they're starting to get along. There's laughing together and talking about something. Did, did you notice what they were talking about? The blueberry pie? Yeah. Did you catch that? I did, but I, I can't remember what that was in reference to. <laughs> you smeared a blueberry pie on my shirt. Well, that's because you put it on my chair first. No. See, he's leaving out the details. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's from the deleted scenes, you guys. That's actually from the deleted scenes. So they brought it out. It was more of uh, Johnny, you know, picking on Daniel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do, because I, I remember the spaghetti. I was thinking of the, sp- the spaghetti scene, you know, at first. Yeah, like, no, I don't remember a pie, but I forgot about the deleted scenes. Yeah, it's from deleted scenes, but I guess they're canon now. So we can kind of add that Johnny 
bullying situation in a little bit more. There was more to it. But Daniel and Johnny, they're going over their rivalry and they're laughing about it. Cole, <laughs> like, did you ever think you would ever something like that? Yeah, because if you, you know, at the time it's not cool. But if you go back and you think about it for what it was, it, it can make you laugh. Like, I mean, I, I think about some of the things that, you know, the show, like, you know, because I mean, I, I don't know if you were, but uh, as a kid, I was actually bullied quite a bit in school. And I think back, sometimes I think back to what some of those bullies said to me and, and laugh about it. I think it was actually kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Hey, we got bullied a little bit, too. You know, that's how it goes. And, but then you become badass. And then we we right? became badass. So that's, flip, that's what flip, it's all about. Flip the script and become badass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, to me, it's all a bonus. I can't even believe the fact that this show got made and, and now they're sitting around laughing about their rivalry. I thought it was really funny. And then Carmen even said, Hey, should we get another round? And <laughs> she remember what Johnny answered to that. Should we get another round? Uh-huh. I don't know. Last time I went four rounds with the Russo, I caught a foot to my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Daniel laughed about left at that. They one. were all laughing, man. And so these jokes are like decades in the making, man. It's, it was great. And right at that moment, the band started playing, and Daniel and Amanda, they got to dance salsa. And on a side note, you guys, Ralph Macchio really does know how to dance, by the way. Like, he, he was on Dancing with the Stars. Did you, did you ever see that? Yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, yeah. Ralph Macchio was on Dancing with the Stars, so he's got the moves. Carmen asked Johnny to dance, but he declined, saying, you know, I don't know how to dance. But she said, I'll teach you. I'll be your salsa sensei. And you just can't say no to that, can you, Cole? Right. She got him. You can't say no to that. No, you can't. So Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence are about to be dancing on the same dance floor together, you guys. Amazing stuff. Johnny was looking nervous. And when he got out there, he pointed at Daniel and he was like, tell anyone and you're dead. <laughs> yeah, so I really liked Did Did you like this dancing scene? Yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah, the comment right there that, uh, got me. Johnny saying, uh, if you tell anybody you're dead. Yeah. Just like a high school thing or whatever. And Carmen was teaching him how to dance. You remember that? That was great. You, you, you think that, uh, you know, Johnny being a popular kid, he would have known how to dance a bit, you know? I bet Zabka knows how to dance. Well, I'm not talking about Zabka. I'm talking about Johnny. So Johnny's character might... He, he either could dance or he thought it was nerd shit, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, he was. He didn't want to... He, he was a little bit nervous going in. But she was like, I'll teach you. He said, focus on me and look at my eyes and stuff. And this is sort of like his dream. You know, the sexy sense. Yeah, it is. It is. So that's pretty cool, man. This date's going a lot better than I thought, even with all the roadblocks thrown in the way. So go, Johnny. Team Johnny. Team Johnny right now, for sure. Team Carmen. I want everybody to get along, please. <laughs> team Moon. <laughs> team Moon. <laughs> team Moon. <laughs> Moon's team. Oh, man. Who else can we get? Team Stingray's date. 
the most random people. <laughs> Team Fisherman on the beach that one time. Daniel was walking alone. So y'all we're having too much fun. Fomiyagi. <laughs> yeah, Fomiyagi. We're having too much fun tonight. I told you we we're gonna have fun tonight, y'all. The second cup of coffee is happening. So it was cool because Amanda even noticed. She saw Johnny doing some stuff. She said, Woo, you got some moves. And I like that because Johnny started having some fun. He was like, another round, make it a double. Johnny's having a good night. Yeah, even with Daniel there. And, ah, man, this is such a fun episode, man. So did you like that dancing scene, Cole? I do, and I like seeing, I do like seeing Johnny and Daniel getting along. You know, back in the uh, first, first season when uh, they were sharing that car ride together and you know, listening to RDSP wagon and sharing drinks at the bar. I, I really enjoyed seeing that. And we've learned that these two guys are capable of being friends if they'd only let themselves be. So I want them to be friends so bad. I agree with you. Can we make it happen? I mean, it's one of the biggest rivalries in like movie history, dude. So it's, it's so cool that they're trying to trying to make it work. But y'all, we come back to the party, and it's that night, later that night, and Sam, she's looking pretty drunk already, and she's making herself another vodka drink, straight vodka, more vodka, and she was already looking pretty wasted, so some interesting stuff here. Robbie tried to get her to stop, but Sam dropped a line here, which I didn't like, okay, yeah, here comes the bad stuff. She said, are you my boyfriend or my babysitter? Hey, what are you doing? Don't worry, I'm like totally fine. No, you're not. You're not acting like yourself. No more drinking. What, I'm not allowed to party? Just roller skating for me? You my boyfriend or my babysitter? Just wait here. I'm going to get you some food. Drunk Sam. <laughs> Drunk Sam. I didn't like that line from Sam. You know, she knows that Robbie's mom Struggles with drugs and alcohol. Yeah, and they just got done talking about her going to rehab, too. You know, it's fresh. Very fresh. And he's probably taking care of his mom a few times after she's come home. Yeah, he probably is. He probably hates this type of behavior. You're right. You're right about that. I didn't think about that. And I didn't think about it either when I first was watching the episode earlier. Uh, uh, But now, you know, that uh, we've been talking about the show and. About the issues with Robbie's mom, yeah, he, he, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really think about that at the time, but yeah, he probably really hates seeing someone in a state like this because he's used to it, and uh, that's mostly why he's not drinking himself. Or, or I don't think I've seen Robbie drink yet, to be honest. I don't know if we, we've ever seen him drink. That's what it looked like to me, and I totally agree with you about what you were saying, and I'm, I'm glad we can. We talk about it and flush things out because then, yeah, we I like to notice stuff that don't catch just watching yeah. this. That's, that's great. I'm, I like do, that's one of the reasons I did this with you. And I'm I like what you're saying there. He probably has dealt with it before. And he, because he, he even knew what to do. Yep. He was saying, I'm going to go get you some food and stuff. So he left to go do that. But yeah, I don't think Robbie's drank a drop tonight. Yeah. And I'm thinking about. Other times we've seen Robbie at parties, and I can't remember if I've seen him with a drink in his hand ever. 
No, there may have been some cans, you know, back in the very first scenes with him and uh, Troy and crew, Trey yeah. and Cruz. Uh, it was more weed on the table and stuff, but there may have been some cans. But yeah, he's he looked pretty straight edge tonight. He's taking after Sam. And I was thinking it's very irresponsible of Sam because she she's the one that drove them there. And it and, and it got me thinking of so Sam won the game, the drinking game. So so why is she drinking more right now? This is I couldn't figure this out. Really. Well, sometimes when you're drunk, you just want to drink more. And uh maybe what's going on there. But uh, maybe also because of uh, seeing Miguel there as well. You know, I that was my next thing. Is I said I couldn't figure it out, and my notes say it's maybe to drown out the feelings about how conflicted she is now that she saw Miguel at the party. I think that's part of it. So it's a big deal because Robbie left. But Aisha was there, and she even told Sam to slow down. But Sam said, yo, you're just mad because I beat Tori at, at the game and everything. It's, and it's payback for what they d- did to their dojo and everything. But Aisha said, you know, I didn't have anything to do with that, and neither did Tori and Miguel. And then she dropped a huge bomb when she said, Why do you think Miguel returned Mr. Miyagi's medal? He didn't return it. Dimitri found it in the dojo. You know, Miguel took it to your house. He said he gave it to Robbie. And that's news. That's big news. Sam was like, what? I think she even mentioned that specifically that he gave it to Robbie. He said Miguel gave it to Robbie. And ooh, that is massive, Cole. That is massive. And that rocked Sam. Yeah. She's already drunk. And so that's big news to her. Yeah. And hearing that probably made her pretty upset or angry. Because then she knows that Rob lied. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, teen drama, you guys. Teen drama. We have not said that in the night. It's teen drama central. But that rocked her, and she wanted to go outside to get some air. Think about everything. So she's getting rocked every which way. Miguel's here. She found out Robbie lied. She's yeah. super drunk. She explained to, to Aisha that she thought, you know, that Dimitri had found it at the dojo. Aisha basically tells her, no, you got your you got your facts wrong. So, yeah, she's conflicted now for sure. Big stuff, you guys. But Sam went outside to get some air. Speaking of outside, the DJ was doing his thing until Dimitri got a hold of the mic. And what was he up to, Cole? He started talking about his best friend, Eli. Yeah, not in a flattering fashion either. Because he started making fun of Hawk or Eli. He was saying his full name, Eli Moskowitz. And he was saying that they used to be binary brothers. but. Well, he, he was like, yeah, it used to be Binary Brothers, and there, there's nothing wrong with being Binary Brothers, is there, Cole? No. No, you're my Binary Brother. And uh, But then Dimitri said, yeah, we used to be Binary Brothers, but now he's a real zero. 
Damn. Did you see how did you see how Nathaniel reacted to that? No. Yeah, it's like shows him laughing, and he was he, <laughs> you can you can't really hear, but he said, "I love math humor." A real zero. <laughs> I love math humor. All right, that's enough to be. <laughs> he was laughing. He's like, that's "I love funny. math humor." He was cracking up. Yeah, because <laughs> the ones and zeros and all that. That's funny. Yeah. Dimitri kept it up. You know, he was saying that Eli cried during Harry Potter, and who didn't? I didn't. Who didn't, you guys? Come on. <laughs> that made Hawk super mad, and he was going to go up there, but Mitch, Mitch cautioned him. He said, remember what Sensei said about showing mercy, so he's holding back for now. But yeah, that's definitely happening. Not cool at all, right, Cole? Yeah, not cool. Um, though maybe he you had know, it coming. He, maybe, he did he have maybe he, had it yeah, coming. He did. Dimitri, you know, may have not. He may have backed down from physical violence, but he didn't back down from from hockey. That's why he's up here on the mic now. Now he's, he's not, bullying. He's not, he's not, yeah, he's not. He's not going to let that beer being poured on him go easily. You know, watching this also, I'm thinking, you know, uh, Dimitri might make a decent stand-up comedian. Hey, he's got the mic presence, doesn't he? Right. Uh-huh. But yeah, him grabbing the mic like that and him he's kind of bullying Hawk now. He's turning he's yeah, like, he, turning he the tables. And that's some good character development. Yeah, and you know, I think he wants to he personally wants to knock knock uh, Hawk down a peg also because he wants everyone to know that he's not being him as actual himself. I agree. He's straying from the path. Too much grease. Too much grease in that hawk. <laughs> Too much grease in your mohawk. Man, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, do you have anything else to say about that before we move on? I gotta say, uh, uh, I, I gained a little bit more respect for Dimitri uh, for this. I think uh, it's great that Dimitri actually got up and did this because it took it takes courage to do something like that to get on a mic full of in front of a whole bunch of people. And start talking about, you know, someone who, who's uh, who all his, you know, his his karate like his friends are there. So Dimitri knows full and well he might get jumped after doing this. So I think it's it's, it's cool to see Dimitri actually uh, uh, have a bit of courage for once, stand up for himself. Great, some great character development there, you guys. But it just sucks because they used to be the binary brothers, man. And this is Dimitri and Eli, you know, from the from the lunchroom table, yep. and it sucks to see it come to this. But that's what it is, folks. Teen drama in every direction. But things are going pretty well at the Mexican restaurant, you guys. We're outside now, and the couples were leaving after dancing and having such a great time in there. And I noticed Carmen and Amanda, they were arm in arm and laughing. So they're fast friends now. But what about Daniel and Johnny? Can they get along after all these years? I think they can. Let's see, man. They're waiting for the valet to bring the cars around. And Daniel said, I hate to admit it, but that was kind of fun. Johnny was like, yeah, well, let's, let's not make it a thing. and. And was it just me, or was everyone looking a little a little drunk? I feel yeah, like 
They've yeah. had a few drinks. Yeah. I mean, They're having a good time. Nothing even, crazy. Uh, Johnny had mentioned to make the last drink a double, also. Mm-hmm. So it's good times here. Maybe something can happen. Daniel responded to that by saying, "You don't have to worry. I'll always be Miyagi Do. You'll always be Cobra Kai, and that's just like you and me, right, Cole?" Yeah, Cobra Kai. <laughs> Miyagi Do. Miyagi Do. Come on. But Daniel finished that by saying, <laughs> "But that mean that doesn't mean we have to be at war, right?" And do you remember Johnny's answer there, Cole? He said it was Kreese that wanted the war, not him. That's right, and I love that answer. Team Johnny. Team Johnny, I'll agree with you there. But maybe it's Team Daniel too, because Daniel thought about it for a while, and then he did something incredible, you guys. He put out his hand to Johnny Lawrence. And Cole, man, I'm telling you, I've never wanted two men to shake hands more in my whole entire life. It's been a long time coming. And after all these years, maybe, maybe, just maybe, these two might be able to be friends. What do you think some more iconic handshake? Uh, this one between Johnny and Daniel? Or the one between Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man Randy Savage? Oh man, I thought you were gonna say the handshake which on, on the Predator movie, <laughs> but oh, uh, that one too. That one's a good one. This one goes down in history as one of the best handshakes of all time, in my opinion. This thing is like forty years in the making, and if Johnny accepts Daniel's handshake, maybe we can avert this war at the eleventh hour. This building, man. Johnny looked down. Okay, well, I got to say, yeah, they're all pretty good handshakes, dude. That's a, that's a good question. I really like this one. <laughs> I like this one a lot. This one was a long time coming. Yeah, he looked down. I was like, come on, man. Shake his hand. So, yep. After 35 years and going all the way back to the beach, Johnny Lawrence and Daniel LaRusso... Shook hands, y'all, man. I was smiling like crazy. So, but but they couldn't make it through the handshake without saying something, <laughs> right? I guess Johnny was Johnny was gripping him tightly. You know, Daniel said, "Good grip," and then Johnny said, "Yeah, well, I wish I I, I could say the same." So, uh, <laughs> man, how did that handshake make you feel, Cole? Uh, yeah, I like seeing that. I I, uh, I do like seeing these two guys get along. They've always been on the same team. They just never knew it. Never knew it. That's such a good way to put it. Yeah, I want them to be friends so bad. But then the valet brought Johnny's black and yellow challenger around. And I think Daniel might have been seeing it for the first time. Well, he's seen it. First time he's seen it since Johnny's yeah, made the uh, changes to it. The red one. Yeah, yeah, he gave it away. That's right. He, yeah, he's like, it's badass. <laughs> so cool. We got to get in that car one day. But as Johnny and Carmen got in, I noticed that Johnny said, good night, LaRussos. He did. And man, I just love that, man. That scene really warmed my heart. And yeah, what did you think about that? Did you ever think you were going to see those two guys shake hands? No, I I, uh, I like seeing that. I like uh, the fact that 
they were able to uh, to make amends and, and bond a bit, and uh, they all had a good night. They totally did. It was so cool. That was all fun and jokes and dating, and I, it was good stuff for the adults. But y'all, we have teen drama going crazy here at Moon's party because Sam was sitting out by Moon's pool. And Miguel noticed her, y'all, and oof, here it comes, guys. He asked, he went over and asked her if everything's okay. And uh, here's the play-by-play on this one, Cole, and I got some questions for you. So she got up, she started to apologize to Miguel for not knowing that he had returned the medal. And, like, you know, she was, like, had him on the block and stuff. I think that's what she's apologizing for, you know, for blocking him and yeah. Ignoring him and stuff. I'm sorry. For what? I didn't know you returned the medal. It was really important to my family. And to me. So, thank you. Yeah, well... Shouldn't have gotten stolen in the first place, so I'm just glad you got it back. Good on Moon here. Good move, in my opinion, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Pretty good. Miguel responded, well, it never should have gotten stolen, and he's just glad that it's back where it belongs. So good one, Miguel. He's an honorable guy. Team Miguel. Team Miguel right now, for now. Because can you tell me what happened next, Cole? Well, Sam stumbled a bit, and Miguel kind of leaned in to catch her from falling. And Sam looks up at him, they lock eyes, and kiss. Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay, that's a huge one, man. Teen drama big time. So I got three questions for you here, Cole. It looked like they kind of went in 50-50 to me. Mm. What would you say about I that? I thought it, was, thought it was Sam. I'm putting it on Sam again, dude. Sorry. All right. Well, I'm going to go back and look at it. But it looks you, you might be 50-50 right, but, to me. But I, you might be right, but I, I, I want to blame Sam. <laughs> She definitely went in, and it was shown from, you know, the camera angle was from behind Miguel. But he definitely put his head down and came in. And he could have backed off as well. He let it happen. He let it happen, and trust me, dude, I'll go back and look in the hood and everything. But it looked like a 50-50 kiss to me. We'll discuss this on the recap next time, I guess. We can discuss this in the recap. So, for now, let's just... Let's just see if we can get through these ones here. So, first off, why did Sam go in for the kiss with Miguel, do you think? She still has feelings for him. Yeah, that one's an easy one. And she's, you know, she's actually impressed by the fact that he tried to bring the medal back. And she was drunk. And she's drunk. A lot of, yep. things, a lot of things happening at once. And she, and she fell into his arm. Okay, there's a bunch of things. That's an easy one. The next one might be a little hard. 
Miguel isn't drunk, I would say. No, he didn't appear to be. He may have been drinking, but he didn't appear to be drunk to me. And he's also with Corey, right? Yep. So why did Miguel go in for the kiss with Sam? He could have backed up. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he, he probably still has some feelings left there as well. They're not all the way gone yet. Yeah, that's not too honorable, though, is it? I mean, she he knows that she's with. It's uh, not. He but, knows that she's with Robbie. I mean, it just happened. It's a really quick thing to happen there, you know. I guess I mean, he. I think he got caught off guard with the whole kissing himself. To be honest, there. Yeah, I actually have that in my notes. I said that he likes her too, and he got caught up. I guess. I mean, yeah, it's gonna just, be a hard it, one to explain. So it's a real like, yeah, it's a real like he the moment thing, I guess, and. uh he he wasn't expecting it to happen. I think I still think Sam initiated it. It seemed like to me. I'll have to go back. We'll, 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 have, to, we'll have to watch the instant replay and see. We'll go back and review the tape. Yes, it's a big um, kiss. But uh, yeah, I, the way I saw it is that, and maybe I'm biased too. But the way I saw it is that um, uh, Sam stumbled, and then uh, after uh, Miguel caught her she went in for the kiss and he kind of, like he said, he didn't really turn away or back away, but it just happened so quick that I think he wouldn't, he, he just cut, got, he got caught off guard by it. So I don't know if he really, I don't, I don't know if he really meant for it to happen, you know, but it happened. We'll have to look in the hood guys, man. We'll come back on that one, but that's cause that's a big kiss. I will say the last thing I'll say about those two is that Miguel was the one that was less drunk. So I got to put it more on him. Sorry to say. Yeah. And there's a big, it's like a love triangle happening or like a love square happening here with the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's big time team drama. But now for the big question, Cole, who saw that kiss happen? That's where I was going. Uh, Tori happened to be looking out the window and saw it happen. Big oof. Big oof. That's an oof and a half for sure. Teen drama. Always, It's always like that, right, isn't it? It's always bad timing. <laughs> uh, the writing is perfect, you guys. And I like the and editing, but too. This is now the second time also that Tori has seen these two talking to each other and getting close with each other. Oh, my gosh. You're right. She she was already sus- suspecting stuff, and now he, she saw them kissing. Teen drama, you guys. Tori, Tori about to be mad. Oh, my gosh. The Tori bomb. But after the kiss, Miguel did say, I'm sorry. He was like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. But he said, and then Sam says, I'm sorry, too. And then she took off. So that is awkward, you guys. Big time awkward. Back at the DJ, Mike, Dimitri was still making fun of Hawk. And he was even saying that he used to wet the bed when he came to sleep over. And that yeah. was the last straw. Did you see what happened after that? He said he said that uh, his mom had to have a special mattress for him uh, when he came over for sleepovers. They called it Eli's waterbed. Eli's waterbed. Oh, my gosh. This is huge stuff, you guys. So that was the last straw. 
Hawk started to charge at Dimitri, and it's on now. But Chris stopped him, but then Mitch got involved, and then Robbie was there, and Aisha was there with the Cobras, and the Miyagi Do's started lining up. Oh, gosh. All right, and then Moon got in the middle trying to stop it, though, and do you smell something, cool? We're friends. Oh, I smell a rumble. So oh, I love man. that line. No, that's all good. Just a quick line. I love that. He's like, I smell a rumble. It's a karate rumble. But you're right. Because right after that, cop showed up. And man, everybody started breaking out. And did you catch Stingray, man? He was like, I can't go to jail. My mom's going to kill me. When he's, yeah, he still lives with his mom, even though he's probably in his 30s. He's, he's, he, he, he still has the uh, the... The forty ounces taped to his hands, trying to get out of the uh, the 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 through like a sliding door. <laughs> <laughs> he had to use his face. Yeah, he had to use his face, man. That was so funny. Beer was spilling everywhere. I love that. <laughs> oh, I can't go to jail. My mom will kill me. Dude, he's great, you know. He's like the only person I feel like he's won like a golden globe or something. He won a big award, man, and I love yeah. that. Because we cool. use him we use him for a comedic effect in the Yeah, show. yeah, he's it's definitely so the comic funny. relief. Yeah. He didn't win it from this show, but he won it from another show, like acting real well. But nice. yeah, I, I love how we we use him for the comedic relief and he's so funny. And what is the character's actual name again? Raymond. Raymond. That's right. Stingray, Raymond, gotcha. Okay. Stingray, man. There it is. But yeah, kids were grabbing the pizzas on the way out. And Sam was there, man. The, the lights were flashing. Yeah, just class, classic team party being broken up by the cops. Yeah. Every, I've had that happen. You're jumping over oh, yeah. fences and stuff. It's all yep. great. Hiding in bushes. All that stuff, you I've guys. had it happen in college a few times. Oh, my gosh. It's not a party until the cops get called. Definitely. Everybody get inside, close the doors, turn the lights off, be quiet. Yeah, it's like a siege. You know it. It is like a siege. Y'all know it. Sam was looking lost, though. She didn't know where to go. She's pretty trashed. Robbie came and found her. And but she was like, I can't go home right now. So Robbie was thinking, trying to think of what to do. But during all the craziness, I noticed that Miguel, he couldn't find Tori. She's already gone. She's already gone, and you know something's up with that. So it's craziness every direction. But everyone's splitting out of the party. And did you have anything else you want to say about that scene, Cole? We got to get out of here. No, I thought that was hilarious, <laughs> though, with the, with the Stingray. The 40 <laughs> yes, he's so good, man. Everything he does is hilarious. Team Stingray's date. And I say those kids, they did it wrong, though, man. They did it wrong. What you're supposed to do in that situation is get everybody inside the house, you lock the doors, you turn off the music, you turn off the lights. Everybody stays quiet until the cops hopefully leave. You just wait. Life pro tips from Cobra Cole here. Because they cannot come inside unless they have a warrant or probable cause. Mm, there it is, y'all. Life pro tips from Cole. What you guys? 
in the last scene here, we are back at the Reseda Heights apartments. Johnny was walking Carmen to her door after the fun date and everything. He was saying that he had fun dancing and must be the blood rushing to my head from the dancing. <laughs> you were a fast learner. I had a good teacher. <laughs> well, maybe next time we can try a little something more advanced. I'd like that. So there will be a next time. So that's nice. That's always good. And then Carmen looked at him and said, well, good night. And I was like yelling at the TV. I was like, kiss her, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> but you know Johnny's not going to back down from that. So he went in for it, and they did kiss. Woo! Team Johnny! <laughs> yeah, go Johnny! That's been going on for a while. And so he said, good night again. He said, good night again. <laughs> and he, yeah, did you like that kiss? That was so cool. I did. Oh, my gosh. Go Johnny. So, yes. He went back to his place and he opened up a celebratory Coors original. Oh, yeah. As he does. As he does. But he was kicking himself for not bringing her back. And he got a knock at the door and he thought it was Carmen, but who was it, Cole? It was Rami and Sam. Hey, Dad. Trashed Sam as well. Sam was very drunk. Holy moly. Rob said, Hi, Dad. And wow, could that throw a wrench into Johnny and Daniel's newfound relationship? Definitely. A newfound friendship. Oh my gosh. Man, it's just always bad timing, wrong place, wrong. Just, oh, a series of misfortunate things, man. I just, nothing can ever go right. In this show. Yeah, how is he going to explain this? How is he going to explain this? But it was cut to black. And end of episode. And wow, what did you think about that last scene there, Cole? Well, the reason why they even showed up is because Sam was worried. I can't go back to my parents' house in this state. It would be this drunk. So Robbie, not knowing what to do, goes to the only place he can he can go to at the time, which is Johnny's place. And uh, now Johnny's uh, in a weird situation as well, because yeah, like you said, he just now kind of made amends with Daniel and here is his drunk daughter at his house. Man, no way. Please. It's going to force him to lie about it. Potentially. Exactly. Don't want any of that. So dang massive drama. You guys there. And that was after all the dates and stuff. Dang. We'll have to see what Johnny does next episode. We will. So it was a good one. It was a crazy one. But what did you think about that episode as a whole, Cole? Uh, man, I, I loved it. I literally liked uh, seeing uh, the whole uh, scene at the, at the restaurant. And uh, the back and forth with Johnny and Daniel was funny. Uh, I liked how they ultimately ended up becoming friends. Which is exactly what the uh, the women wanted them to do. And that's why they let them alone for a minute and all that stuff. Very smart. The the party was funny. Typical like, you know, high school kid party, keg party or whatever. Playing the drinking games and stuff. 
I really like seeing Dimitri stand up for himself. And like, you know, you're right. I, I got, we have to go back and review the tape on, uh, on Sam and, and, uh, and Miguel. Cause I, I'm not exactly, well, I guess I am biased. I got, yeah, I got, I'm sorry. I got to admit, I got that Cobra Kai bias. I guess I instinctively want to blame Sam for what happened there, but you're right. Miguel didn't back away. So, uh, we'll have to see if who initiated, but you might be right. They might, might have both went in for it at the same time. You know, I'm going to check the tape right after this. And yeah, that is the kiss, you guys. We're going to be talking about that kiss for a while. That is going to echo and have oh, man. huge reverberations. Yeah, y'all. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, Tori's definitely upset now. It's only going to make the rivalry between Tori and Sam even even stronger, I guess. So yeah, it's ooh, what a what a crazy episode. This episode might not have been as heavy as like the last one or some of the other ones, but it sure did have a lot of drama in it. Heavy with the drama. Yeah. Exactly right. And yeah, it is going to deepen Sam and Tori's rivalry. They were already like training up against each other to fight each other in a way or to defend against each other. And then you throw the Miguel situation in there and the kiss. And it, yeah, that's, a, that's even bigger than Johnny and Daniel's. In a way. Now, now it's full-on war in Tori's eyes. It's full-on war. Because Allie never cheated on either Daniel or Johnny, I don't believe. But would you call this cheating? I mean, she kissed another guy. You know, he, 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 he allowed it to happen. So in a way, it kind of is. I mean, I wouldn't be happy if I saw my you know, significant other kissing another person. I'd be pretty angry about it myself, probably. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be weird. Like I, I would probably put this in the realm of cheating, dude. I'm actually really uh, surprised Tori didn't just go straight outside immediately and confront Sam. I'm really surprised it didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, she's getting ready for something. So she must have something. Yeah, she must have something planned, or she's planning something. Totally. Totally. The Tory bomb is happening. There was crazy teen drama in every direction. Man, we had Sam and Miguel's kiss. I'm going to call that the kiss, y'all. We had Johnny and Carmen's kiss, too. I really loved all the Johnny Daniel jokes at the Mexican restaurant, man. That was so great. Was no funny. other show could have pulled something like that off. And it was also so cool to see them dancing together and getting along. And it... And it really did warm my heart when they shook hands, man. Like that went all the way back to my childhood, you know what I'm saying? And that was really, really did warm my heart. And it was great. But while they were having their fun, the students, they almost got into a major battle. And the dojo war has never been more on, you guys. I mean, they were about to break out in a full-on battle if the cops didn't show up. Moon's fault. Yeah, it's too big of a party. <laughs> and with all of that, Tori is out there somewhere in the shadows. And you know she's going to get back at Sam for that somehow. And the rivalry was already huge. Now it's even bigger somehow. So it was another great episode. And man, it really made me excited to see what happens next. 
So, Cole, did you have anything else to say about that crazy episode? I mean, we could talk about a lot of stuff if you want. No, I think uh, oh, I think we've gone over it pretty well here. I think so, too. And that was a crazy one, but we covered it well. And if that's all you have to say about that one, and I think we can end this. But before we go, I just wanted to give another special thank you to you, Cole. Thank you for your time, my binary brother. You're welcome. I have a great time doing the show with you, and talking about it with you really does help me flesh it out and find different aspects and stuff. So thanks for your time, my friend. Yeah, uh, same here, man. You're welcome. And I want to give one more special thank you to the listeners, y'all. Sorry for your ears and everything, but we do see y'all out there. We love having you guys here. And if you like us, too, you can really help us out by liking and subscribing. I know, liking and subscribe. Or writing a review, you guys. That would also really help us out, and we would really appreciate it. Or send us an email, too. Or send us an email, you guys. We're having fun with you guys either way. Even if you're a silent listener all the way, that's totally fine. We just love having you guys along the way. But with that being said... I just want to give one more special thank you to you, Cole. And thank you, fellow Cobras. And thank you, fellow Miyagi-Dos. And we will see you next time, guys, at the season finale. Because we are all the way. And why are we going all the way, Cole? Because Cobra Kai never dies. You know that it's true. See you later, everyone. Peace. Peace. Team Stingray. Team Color. Team Stingray Date. Team Yagido. Team Rosa. Team Rosa. for them. We hate the Miyagi-Do's.